building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to another one of my, I think this is my favorite segment, honestly, Startup Survival, How to Survive Growing a Startup. Today we are talking about five ways to maximize productivity from my favorite book, Make Time. You all probably heard my friend John Zaratsky on the podcast a few weeks ago. At that time, we were talking more about his first book, Sprint, but he does have a second book that is one of my favorite reads of all time because I'm a freaking nerd and it's called Make Time. It's a productivity book. Today, I want to cover my five biggest takeaways from that book. And there are actually, there are, I think, 87 strategies in the book. So you should definitely read it and see what your biggest takeaways are or what works for you. Before I get started, it goes without saying, well, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you enjoy this episode and you learn something that helps you get more productive, you have to go buy the book. I mean, it's like $15, $20. Come on, guys. I know you spent 20 bucks in a worse way. I am going to link you to the authors and the book in the show notes so that you can go and check it out. All right, without further ado, my five biggest takeaways, the biggest strategies that I learned from Make Time. One, number one is highlight time. And I should start by saying there is a freaking problem with our calendars. And it's that we do not manage them closely enough to leave ourselves time to actually do the work that we need to do. I think that when you leave your work calendar open for people to schedule at any old time and when you're not picky about the meetings that you're taking and when, it can become a freaking free-for-all and you're in meetings for 30 minutes and then you have 45 off and then you're in meetings for two hours and then you have half an hour off and then suddenly you get to the end of the day and you're like, wow, I was in meetings for six hours and I don't even know what I was doing for the other two. I was scrolling on Instagram or half asleep at my desk or trying to scarf down some food in between meetings and you get to the end of the day and you haven't gotten to do the things that you need to do. And highlight time is basically a stop to all of that. I think the book says it should be about 90 minutes. I do two, three, four hours. So I've kind of made it my own of time that I completely block, that I take zero meetings. And then I look at my to-do list and I prioritize the top three things that I need to get done during that time. Technically, per the book, highlight time is working on one thing for, I think it's 90 minutes again, I probably should have refreshed myself before this, that you need to get done that day. So it might be the most important thing, it might be like a hobby, it might be something that brings you joy. But the first takeaway from the book is that you should be really purposeful with how you manage your calendar and make sure that you're building in time where you're just really focused on that most important thing that needs to get done. Takeaway number two is turn off your freaking notifications. My God, turn off all the notifications on your phone. If you have all those little red bubbles on your iPhone that tell you how many Instagram messages you have and how many texts you have, 
turn them off. I did this years ago when I read make time and I don't freaking miss them. And frankly, I don't even use half of the apps anymore. Another thing that you can do that's a little bit more extreme is delete social media and delete your email. In November, I deleted my email from my phone and I do definitely download it here and there. And I've found sometimes like I was making a return at the UPS store the other day and I was like, oh crap, I don't even have email on my phone. Like I'm not going to be able to pull this up. Yes, it can be inconvenient sometimes, but when you delete social media and you delete email, your phone kind of becomes a brick at some point. And it's like, I sometimes pick up my phone to just go scroll mindlessly on some app and then I realize it's not there. And then you just put the phone back down. It's at least a good stopping point to make you say like, is there something better I could be doing with my time? Or you know, do I need to be scrolling mindlessly through social media? The answer is usually probably not. Another thing on your computer, turn off the sound on your Slack. Please, I beg you on behalf of every professional on the planet. Seriously, pause your podcast right now if you're at your computer and do this. It's just, it's obnoxious. And every time a Slack notification goes off and you're in a meeting with someone and they go to look at it, you know they're not paying attention. They're not talking to you anymore. They're not checked in. It's just... I don't know. I kind of find it unprofessional. In fact, I actually uninstalled Slack altogether on my computer, which again, maybe this is a step too far for you, but I uninstalled it and I made it a bookmark in my Chrome so that I have to go and open it when I want to use it. And I don't let it sit open all day, every day so that I'm not constantly distracted by it. So number two, turn off your notifications. Do it on your phone. Do it on your computer as much as you can. That's what allows you to stay focused. My third takeaway was cut the news. I know it's good to be informed and I like to be informed, but it's also extremely distracted and there is typically nothing that you can personally do about what's going on in the news. That's just the sad fact. And the news is a cycle of doom and gloom information. It's not like the news is really ever presenting you anything positive. So sign up for a summary newsletter. I know that like every publication on the planet has a you know, here's what you need to know today, summary newsletter, and spend 5, 10, 15 minutes reading it if you want to. But having the news on constantly can just put your brain into this cycle of negativity. And I think it's really important to step back and take yourself out of that. Okay, number four is the caffeine nap. I wrote nothing in my outline for this episode outside of, bro, this is a life changer. I don't know why I started saying bro all the time because my children say it. And now I swear I say it more than them and I really need to stop. But anyway, the caffeine nap is truly a life changer. If you are a napper, you need to start doing this where you have a cup of coffee or whatever your choice of caffeine is before laying down for like 20 or 30 minutes. And that will just rocket you past that afternoon slump that I think all of us feel here or there. So if you are not a napper, consider becoming a napper. I know so many people say that say, oh, I can't nap. I think that you should try because the nap is a life changer. And if you try the caffeine nap, that can take you to even greater heights. That was very corny. Okay. Number five 
is kind of covered in make time and I'm adding my own kind of twist to it. Number five is learn how your body actually works and use that information. I think that half of the people in the world walk around feeling like trash all the time. They're lethargic. They have brain fog. They're tired. They're angry. They're annoyed. It's just a constant state of fatigue. And I know because I did this for years. It's in your best interest to learn how to snap out of this. And it's in your power to learn how to snap out of this. It's totally up to you. I just did this test called Viome with a V, V I O M E. And essentially, it, well, you send in samples. I won't get into what those samples are, but it tells you how your like genes function, how your body is reacting to things on a cellular level, how your gut functions, and the things that you should and should not be eating based on your gut function. And even, I mean, I have really just started to take some of that advice. And I did sign up for their vitamin subscription too, so that I can improve some of my numbers. And I feel less tired, more awake, less fatigued, just from making some of these small changes. So number five, learn how your body works and use that information. What is the worst thing that's going to happen that you learn some things that you don't like? I learned that I shouldn't be eating eggs and eggs are like my favorite freaking food on the planet. So now I'm just choosing to eat eggs less and maybe I'll eventually cut them out, but it's so good to have the information. Worst case scenario, you have the information, you do nothing with it and then it's a choice. All right, that is it. Make sure you go and buy the book, Make Time, so that you can learn from it like I did. And to summarize, those five takeaways are one, highlight time. Two, turn off your freaking notifications, please. Number three is cut out the news. Number four is the caffeine nap, life changer, I'm telling you. And number five is just figuring out how your body actually works. Let me know if you want a referral code to Viome. I'm sure I have one somewhere. And use that information to make yourself function better and feel less fatigued. That is it for today. I really appreciate all of you. I would love if you would share this episode on social. Tag John Zaraski while you're at it so he can see I'm out promoting his book for him as a good friend does. And I will talk to you on Friday. Thanks all. Bye.